Alright, welcome back to episode 6 of Dad Drinking. We did it. We finally did it. That took us like, we really couldn't figure out the recording tonight. Yeah, well we made it to a six pack too. We did, we did. So, uh, we're sponsored by SideProjectJerky.com. That's a great, great tasty jerky. It's really delicious. You know, you know, business is ramped up. Has it? I'm really hoping it's because of the podcast, but I'm not sure. Either way, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. So how long have we been dads? Uh, we've been dads since 09. I'm Jim. I'm Marcus. Right. And you can follow us on social media at Dad Drinking on Instagram and Twitter. You can find interesting photography from Marcos on DadDrinking.com along with recipes and links to the podcast. Correct. And also, uh, we just we, we started a Facebook page. Oh, we did. I yes. didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's because I'm not on Facebook. Yes. You Facebook? can find you can find Marcos at Fidel Gastro on most social media, as well as uh, you're Marcos Espinosa though on Facebook, right? I am. Yeah, but yeah. you got to ask on uh, Facebook. You do. Yeah. You don't open up everywhere a else. For everywhere that else one. in public. Yeah. Yeah. You have a full open kimono policy <laughs> except for Facebook. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My kimono's always closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Well, you, you keep Do, it low pro. Would you ever wear a kimono? You keep it low pro. I I would absolutely wear a kimono yeah. all day. Well, with the circumstances. Every, well, because they're just comfortable. Yeah, I've yeah. never tried them on. I presume they're all like satiny, silky. They have to be. To yeah. Be a true kimono. Yeah, kimono post bath. Oh, that what that means? <laughs> no, oh. just, I'm just saying. So that I makes just... a lot of sense. <laughs> really, I would just, you I would could just... make up any word. You can make up any definition for an Asian word, and I would have no idea. What yeah. It means. I have zero knowledge of any Asian words. Well, you know sushi's raw fish, right? I, I mean, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> but I, didn't, I don't know for a fact. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Anywho, uh, how was your week, Jim? It's been a while. It's been a while. My, my week was okay. I, I stopped traveling for work, which is nice. Okay. Spent what? some good time with the family. Yeah, courtside seats at all, or? Uh, no, no, no courtside seats. However, I did go to... Um, the Monday night Eagles Redskins game. How about them birds? Yeah, they're doing well. And I had another goose IPA in honor of our last podcast. Nine dollars, right? I think it was a little more at the Eagles game, but you know, it's okay. It's it was still it was like maybe ten to twelve dollars, but that's just NFL football. Did you get crab fries? No. I did not. What's your I, take on crab fries? I don't get the crab fries because I don't like how the cheese congeals. They actually have, a, and I don't like waiting in line for anything, generally speaking. And I, so that that just rules out Tony Luke's um, cheese steaks, and it rules out the the, uh, the crab fries. Um, that congealed cheese beans. fucking sucks. Though. It's gross. It, it like it pisses me off. You know what they have though? They have this this one Philly fry concession that no one ever goes to, and I don't I don't understand why. Because they have, it's basically a a big like. 7-Eleven cup filled with fries but with layers of there's two different versions there's a blue cheese crumble with buffalo chicken bits and hot sauce I kind of love that it's really good and then it, it's like it's like um, you know trash can poutine basically and then they also have like a you know a, of course the chili or the, sorry the Philly cheese steak um, bucket which has some steakums some whiz some onions and the fries all mixed together in I would I would it's that. really good. I mean, there's no line. It's pretty cheap, and you because can get everyone's just like section. Chickies and Pete's. Yeah, they go to Chickies or they go to Tony Luke's. So again, non-Philadelphians, Chickies and Pete's is kind of an institution out here. Mm-hmm. I think it's way overrated. Yeah, way overrated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the chicken fingers are what they call the cutlets, 
are like overly breaded. The fries are too small. That whole like Old Bay situation is good, mm-hmm. but it's like gets all over your fingers. And then you're right, like you know when good? it's cold, the fucking cheese it congeals. Yeah, it's, it's, bullshit. Not, it's not great for a stadium concession. I think it's fine for a sports bar, and and they do a lot of cool stuff with the sports scene here at Chickies and Pete's. So it's it's uh, I have no beef with Chickies and Pete's. However, I would like them, in addition to putting the the Old Bay, squirt a little hot sauce on that thing. It really, it really raises the level of the fry up there. Yeah. Instead of the cheese sauce for me, I'd like a little hot sauce. Yeah. But <laughs> this is a massive tangent. Uh, so, yeah. We were, <laughs> we were planning for that. Massive. Let's stick to the massive notebook. Massive tangent. Man. Yeah. Massive tangent. So, so, so let's get back to what um, what we had to drink this week. Yeah. Uh, or this since the last episode. I, I got to say, one thing stuck out to me was uh, I, I go to, um, on the weekends, I go and grab whatever whatever's new at the local beer distributor or uh, grocery store well it's and nice I, you can buy six packs now yeah so it's very nice. you don't really have to commit it yeah. used to be a thing like we you, should just change this podcast to uh byzantine pa liquor laws <laughs> <laughs> but there is this thing in pennsylvania until recently you couldn't buy beer in six packs anywhere but bars for retail price uh per beer and and that has changed recently so and you can now buy at grocery stores which you could never do uh before last year yeah so the um the, the six pack that I bought this week was by Rogue. It's not Rouge, right? It's Rogue. It's Rogue. Yeah, definitely so, Rogue. So Rogue, it was a Rogue IPA, but it was a collaboration with Stumptown Brewers, and um, the Rogue IPA was mixed with some cold brewed coffee. Okay. It was delicious. It was really really good. Um, surprisingly, the 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 coffee was not too present, but it had a really nice. It, it cut the hops a little bit, so that you had a, a very smooth drinking experience it was good so another local spot um iron hill brewery which yeah is a, is a chain right, right down so the street. right down it's the a street. local chain though it's right, not like a yeah local chain national. local chain so they actually i think a year or so ago got a bunch of vc which is pretty cool but they venture did capital, venture capital right yeah <laughs> our, our listeners know what vc is they listen to podcasts <laughs> that's a good yeah. point sorry I, I, my, that apology was for you, the listeners, who all know exactly what VC is. So, so they did a a coffee IPA, and it was um, I think they called it the Van Dam because mm-hmm. it was coffee with a kicker, oh. something something. It was it was great. Coffee. So, so our our local Iron Hill because there's multiple locations. The brewer there a few years back, Paul Rutherford, just was a total beast. And I loved everything he did. But he did this coffee IPA. And it's a it's a weird thing. Like, hops and coffee, you would not think would work. You would think they would right. kind of, like, battle it out yeah. it on, sounded on, on your palate. And it was unbelievable. Yeah. So, so I had a conchy one. Um couple years ago in a can it okay was, it was i think an ale it wasn't a full ipa mixed with the coffee and it was not good yeah not at all not not even close to the rogue and, and conchie's hit or miss yeah conchie hawk and brewing company yeah yeah but I, I think more often than not they do all right so speaking of doing all right we we just got back from taking our kids trick-or-treating yes and they did all right they they got like 
hundreds of pieces of candy. Yeah, new neighborhood. Yeah, they are. They new are neighborhood's in the great. Of we, they're they're out in a sugar coma right now. Yeah, at least mine are. <laughs> so, we suburbs are great because you have the finished basement. Right slash podcasting studio slash slash podcast lab, mm-hmm. and you have the track housing. Yeah, with the the same house over and over and over again, but they're they're bigger. Well, this 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 neighborhood's mature. Yeah, and so they have they have different additions and and different landscaping and backyard, so it doesn't look exactly the same. Give yourself a little credit here. I I yeah no no, no I'm, but I'm I'm also self aware. Yeah. About how basic I mean, my living situation is. I mean, you're not that self-aware. Right now I'm looking at him. He's wearing a Chucky wig and, and his Chucky costume uh, from Gotta dress up. You have to dress up for Halloween. You yeah, I mean, look, I dress, I dress as a millennial. <laughs> but basically, my whole, my whole, since we last talked, my whole life was rogue revolutionary IPA and listening to my children plan their Halloween costumes. And, and I don't know about the other parents listening, but to me... Halloween is one of the worst holidays when you have kids, just because um, they're so excited. It's great. They're they're super excited, which is amazing. However, they um, are out of control, and 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 teachers, I really feel for them on the day of Halloween because the kids don't pay attention. They're bouncing off the walls, and they just my kids in particular just fight with each other the entire time home from school up until we go trick or treating throughout trick or treating. And then they get home and everything's fine until they eat candy, and then it just all devolves again. It's it's so intense. It is, it yeah. is it's it's ridiculous. And then, you know, I feel bad when I'm drunk because I'm sure it's the same thing. Like it's like I'm so excited, ah! like like <laughs> flipping out, like oh my god, life is so great, right? And the kids do the same shit with the candy, but I just. I, I want them to just sit still. It's impossible. You can't do it on Halloween. And, and yeah, no. So so it's almost like would you say if you could you would send it out an SOS? Yeah. Right. Like you you'd light a fire. I would. I would. You dampen a blanket. So <laughs> so that it won't so that when you cover the fire with a blanket, the smoke will build up, but the blanket will not burn. Well, if that's the case, my friend, then we've got the drink for you this week. Because we are drinking something called the Signal Fire. Signal Fire. Signal Fire is what you use to send out an SOS. It's, yeah. The Signal Fire is um, a recipe that we grabbed from Esquire.com. It's a recent article um, from October 4th, 2017 by Will. really cool magazines and websites. <laughs> Will Gordon. Um, it, it highlighted a drink by a bartender named Matty Clark. Is he a Washington Post guy? I don't know. He's definitely an Esquire.com guy. Shit, who's the guy? And then he does like the the brackets with the beers. That might be him, actually. You know what? His his, his first name is probably Will. Okay. Well, that's um, an uncommon name, so I'm sure that's probably him. Well, I think it's common for writers. <laughs> it's a common name for writers. So Will Gordon invents yes. the brush fire. Yes. The, the, the Will Gordon wrote about the inventor of the signal fire. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have a feeling we're going to have a recurring uh, theme of you not remembering the name of this tonight. The, right? the Prairie Fire? Yeah, the Prairie Fire. So a guy from the Dutch Kills Bar in Long Island City submitted this signal fire. It, it was just, interesting to me We always come back to New York. Why? I don't know. Because it's so cool up there? No. It's like the coolest. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> but the signal fire was pretty interesting to me because it mixed a couple of our favorite drinks 
an Isla Scotch. Um, we talked about this. A dark rum. It's it's kind of like Isla or GTFO, pretty much. <laughs> like if you're gonna drink whiskey. Yeah. No, I mean I'm with you on that. I like yeah. a little smokiness or a lot of smokiness. Um, but then the interesting thing is this this also has another aperitif, which we've been kind of hitting the aperitifs hard. This one is a Suze. Um, and I had Suze, no idea what a Suze was until tonight. I didn't either. Uh, but the Suze is Savour d'Artrefois. Um, it's tout le caractère authentique et type. I don't know. With um, the authentic character and type of aperitifs. Right. And so that is in there, as well as... Um, as well as maple syrup. Maple and, syrup, and don't grade forget the rum. maple syrup. Don't forget the oh, rum. Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought I said rum before. It's a dark rum, Did you although say rum? We, sorry. Used, we used. So we, we swapped out. The, the Maddie Clark's recipe, instead of Sue's, called for Sailor uh, Gentian. We can't find Gentian uh, Sailor brand in Pennsylvania. Uh, we could find Sue's, which is a little bit less bitter, a little more subtle, which we found to be interesting. Um, and instead of dark rum, we used Sailor Jerry's spiced rum. You swapped a sailor for a sailor. Yeah, exactly. And and it was it was fine. Um, it was fine. But the best thing about it was the maple syrup. And if you've been out and about, maple is the new pumpkin. <laughs> Dude, it's Dunkin' Donuts maple. This is it. I, I haven't yeah, been Dunkin'. No, and I, I think I was listening to NPR because I'm so you know you're worldly. I'm so worldly. Yeah. And. And uh, I, they said, okay, fuck a pumpkin. It's all about the maple now. So we were able to use Vermont maple syrup from the Dorset Maple Reserve. Oh, who are they? I picked this up at American Field, which was a, a market I did with Side Project Jerky back, uh, I think I was back in the summer or like beginning of summer. Um, but this guy, this like young dude, basically like, I don't know if he inherited the land, but he's got like acres upon acres of maple trees and this dude just makes syrup. So he's like, you know, that kind of nouveau artisan heritage artisan, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Does he look like an artisan? Oh yeah. Yeah. Full of tattoos. Yeah. I think he was wearing overalls. Yep. That's artisanal. And he refused to barter. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, if you're a true artisan, because, like, you basically need to, like, make the mortgage or make the yeah. rent, like, and you've kind of given up on everything else because you've gambled on your artisan pursuit. Right. You're like, dude, I'm not going to fucking barter with you. Give me cash. Give me cash. Great cash. And I'll give you this delicious syrup. Now, I will say this this syrup is fucking delicious. Um, it is good. I think it's the highlight of the drink. Yeah. So the way you make this drink is you just you, you mix um, a quarter shot of the grade A maple syrup, a quarter shot of the Isla Scotch. Yeah. What what kind of scotch are we using? Uh, we're using a Lafroig eighteen. Yeah. Um, because that's how Fidel Gastro rolls. Uh, Lafroig eighteen is is basic for him. It was a gift. <laughs> anyway, it's very good. Yeah. It gives the nice smokiness to the drink, especially uh, especially at the at the end. Um, then we have three quarters of a shot of the Sue's, which makes it a little less bitter than the sailors would. And then one and a half shots of the rum. Mm. You mix that together, stir it. Can I get another one? Sure. I'll make it for you as we speak. But Thank you mix you. it together and stir it. And then you garnish with a maraschino cherry. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. 
welcome. This may take a while, so why don't you tell us a little bit, Marcos, about what kind of father thinks you think drinks this drink? <laughs> well, easily a father who dresses up like Chucky <laughs> from Child's Play on Halloween because I'm drinking this. I so <clears throat> clearly this is a a, a local drink um, created by. A local bartender, and I feel like it may have been created specifically for some patron, right? I can see that. So, <clears throat> I'm thinking that that's the dad. The dad is like, give me something that nobody else would ever have. I think it's maybe exclusive dad like like this guy has the sneakers like he doesn't have the yeezys because everybody has the yeezys he's got like a pair of nikes that nobody really ever gave a fuck about yeah you think so yeah are you trying to say that this guy is a, a pretentious dad i mean I, a pre- pretentious and maybe a, a certain in some type of way He's feeling some kind of pretentious. Yeah, yeah. He's a some type of way type of pretentious. I mean, because think about it. Like, who? And I, I guess you know what? We'll 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 delve deeper into cocktails. Thank you. This this looks mm-hmm. delicious. And and I'm sure things will get a little more complex and and all the rest as this podcast evolves, but. Who who would think to, to combine an Isla whiskey with a dark rum? And who the fuck even knows what a Suze is? Not I. Or a Femme d'Argent. No, that's the Air album. <laughs> Savour d'Altrefois. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. Like, like this is extremely... Like, this is like when Method Soap first came out. <laughs> The and stuff no, that's available on Target now? Exactly, yeah. but nobody knew what method soap was. Yeah. You know what this is like? This is like side project jerky. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't totally think, I don't different think the dad of side project is, is pretentious. Although I do think that um, the cowboy flavor of side project jerky might really pair well with this drink. Yeah. Well, the cowboy, the new flavor coming out. Yeah. Right. Nice and smoky. Right. It has um, a little coffee flavor to it which i think would go well yes with this, right yeah so so we collaborated with rival brothers coffee roasters mm-hmm. and we will have that available hopefully within the month we'll okay. put it on the website um that would actually be a good pairing what else do you think would be a good pairing i don't know i think we have uh we, we've been talking about this and actually i think given that it's halloween we should uh have some of these pumpkin seeds that you've roasted and put some type of of powder on of some mm. sort what is it so we carved pumpkins last night <laughs> did you we did i was we cut it real close we kept the kids awake oh my god those pumpkins these are really good mm-hmm. they go well with the drink too yeah by the way we should get into what the drink actually tastes like mm. before we tell people what the pairing is but so the pumpkin seeds what is on here is this um garam masala really Oh my god. Garam masala is one of my favorite spices. It's a combination of 
a bunch of other spices. It's used in Indian cooking. I I put it on sweet potatoes, and it really kind of elevates the flavor. So I was thinking with the pumpkin seed, kind of a squashy sort of situation. Mm-hmm. I um, figured, fuck it, throw it on there, see what happens. I think the so this drink is very smoky due to the the isla and the uh, the maple syrup really brings out the sweetness of the rum. Um, it's nicely balanced. Yeah, I think so too. And the Sue's kind of is a little bit bitter, but you can kind of taste the first sip we took before we started recording. You can kind of taste every layer. Yeah. As it as the ice, as the rocks melted a little bit and diluted it, I think it kind of mixed a little better. Yes. Yeah. I, I like my first impression was just all orange zest or orange peel. Which was interesting because there's there's no garnish. No, except for the cherry. Except for yeah, sorry, excuse me. Except for the maraschino cherry, and and that was kind of that pungent sort of like sneeze-inducing sort of taste. Um, but then you 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 kind of settle into it that the sugar or that sweetness from the the maple kind of like thickens it up. Yeah. Gives it um, some body, some viscosity. Exa- yes, exactly, some viscosity. <laughs> but that that Lafroig kind of backbone, like you say, though it's 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 really complex. But you also really do taste every single component mm-hmm. of it. Like it's it's you don't need to have a super palate to, no. to figure out. I mean, if you know what Suze is, good for you. But other than that, I would say... If you I know what Suze is, stay at your stupid bar where you're a stupid local. <laughs> and, and read your Esquire magazine. And read your and Esquire magazine and, and pretend <laughs> to understand the New Yorker jokes. <laughs> is that... So this dad, this dad uh, laughs this, at every New Yorker this dad, This dad pretends comics. to get each New Yorker comic. Like, he's like, oh! <laughs> oh indubitably. <laughs> It's a dog, <laughs> and the dog is reading the newspaper. I was gonna say the dog always has a newspaper in those comics. Without, yeah, without fail. Um, so but hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not drawing comics for the newspaper. They're New Yorker. Yeah. So or the newspaper even. Or the newspaper. You have no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the more power to those people. It's great. However, the dad who. I'm a little um, drunk tonight. I'm sorry. That's okay, man. The pa- <laughs> I still can't get it. You know what you look like? You look like with this wig on. You look like. Um, the, Carrot uh, top? No. Oh look, no, Yahoo Serious. Yeah, but you also kind of look like a redheaded version of the uh, the one armed man from the Fugitive. <laughs> like you kind of look a little deranged. Like you used to you, you used to have a real job, but now you're just sitting here podcasting with your buddy. I know I don't have a real job after Friday. Wow. But then I have a real job on Monday, on the 13th. Okay. So Close I got a week enough. off, okay. which is cool. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm psyched. So, so another parent. Do you think this would go well with like a pork-filled bow, like a steamed bun? Yeah. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I think... know it's not necessarily like you don't drink it alongside it, but the flavors. Do you think they'd blend together well? Fried soft-shell crab bow. Ooh, that might be good. Yes, with a with a fucking aioli, like a nice spicy aioli. Okay. I can see that. It's not like a flavor town aioli. Not like a donkey sauce. 
Isn't that what? Isn't that the big reveal lately? Is that donkey sauce is just an aioli? Donkey sauce is well. I I mean everything's just an aioli. Sure. I mean, so so. But he acts like it's not. No, fuck him. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to push your buttons yeah. right now. The reason I bring up Bao is because uh, Bao C plays a big role in in the history of the signal fire. Not the drink, because the drink is new, right? It's just invented recently. But um, in researching signal fires themselves, I found out that signal fires date back to like 200 BC in China. They used to use signal fires um, on top of the Great Wall of China to warn the, uh, the various lords and warlords that were, were wall adjacent of invading armies. And uh, they would rally, you know, to the point where the smoke signal was emanating. And uh, I think they, they said something like 750 kilometers the, the smoke signals could be seen from. So it's a pretty significant distance given the, the time and the era. So do you think any of that had to do with the fact that nobody was industrialized? Definitely not China. And so there was no, like, pollution like any issues oh. <laughs> I so just, i just think they were like really high in the air and and they could get a pretty thick dank smoke going yeah. on okay you know what i mean like they would throw right. some All chinese right. herbs in there and make a dark cloud kind of thing true kind of the same way that the, true. the vatican uses a smoke true. signal yeah it's white right to signify that they've elected a new pope these chinese right. guys would 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 alert of invaders or rebellions or the need to rally the forces, right? This woman, Bao Si, who's from the province of Bao, um, she, I mean, there's a whole history of her. She's she's considered one of the four his, uh, ancient beauties in China. There's there's a whole backstory about her, like, like being basically, like, licked by some evil lizard when she was born. And, it, yeah, it's, it's a weird backstory that's worth looking up. But the reason I bring it up with the signal fires is Bao Si, while being very beautiful, was super emo. She just was not happy about anything. So she finds herself as a super emo, beautiful China woman. Um, that, that's probably not yeah. politic. <laughs> yeah, Chinese woman is what I meant to say. Again, live podcasting. You, you could just, you could just say redo. woman. Yeah, yeah. But, but, she's a, she's, but I'm trying to set the stage of being in China. Yes, in the of course. Court. And of she, course. Was, she was a concubine for the main king of the western Zhu dynasty his name was king yu king yu like was so into her that he dropped his wife the queen and his crown prince and deposed them and and upgraded bao si from main side piece to main piece and in the process really 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 pissed off uh the former queen and crown princes dad and grandfather um and so that guy's out stewing in the provinces somewhere, and King Yu is just trying to keep Bao Si happy because again she's very emo. She's just sitting in her room listening to like Dashboard Confessional. Equivalent. I loved. By the way, I love Dashboard Confessional. I, I know you do. I figured you would. Don't you? No, not really. What? How do you not? I missed the whole emo stage. <laughs> I, yeah, I never, I never did the emo. That was more like my no. sister and brother-in-law. They're pretty. Yeah. They're still pretty. I was like in bands and shit. Yeah, like, I was not. I, it, it was a whole thing. Dashboard was good though, dude. I mean, well, Bow would, who, who Bow else would have like, loved it. Yeah, you know what else? Like, I think Dashboard was kind of lazy too. Because yeah. Dash, well, or or he was super efficient because Dashboard's like, oh my god, I wrote this song, and everybody just wants to sing along to it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to a show, 
and I'm just going to show up on stage and like strum my guitar for like two seconds and then make everybody in the crowd sing along. And that's what he did. That's what he did for years and years and years. Who came first, Dashboard Confessional or Backseat Headrest? Car seat headrest. Whatever. Car seat headrest is an emo. Car seat headrest is actually more like. Who indie. has the better car? Port car component name. Yeah. I think both names are actually kind of shit. I'll be honest. I agree. I think they're awful. Uh, I was gonna I, clown like, you for whatever choice you made. But yeah. You you no. foiled me again. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Chucky wig. <laughs> There's no batteries in my bag. No, they're both shit, but they're both hyper-talented. So I'm thinking if I start a band or if I become a singer-songwriter, I'm going to be like, um, I don't know, like, you know, AutoZone slipcover. <laughs> beaded. Like, beaded seat cover. Beaded seat cover. Or like Flintstone. Flintstone. Or no, Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird. Seat mm, cover. No, it should be removable faceplate. Remember, <laughs> remember those stereos yeah, they had to pop dude. the faceplate off so no one would jack them? Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's before they invented the blinking light, which is the ultimate in uh, car stereo protection. <laughs> so, can I get back to Bao? Yeah, come so on. So, Bao's talk sitting about, in a talk, room. Well, we she's need to sad. talk about the history of the yeah. of the brush fire. Right. So, she's sitting in a room all sad, and King Yu is beside himself saying, how do I make this girl laugh? And one of his buddies in the court says, yo, you... Um, I got a great idea. Let's light a bunch of signal fires, um, even though there's no one in, invading, and have all the lords come running. So you think this is a great idea. And he does it multiple times. And he does it multiple times because each time he does it, when the royals gather in the court, when the warlords gather and they all com- they all um, have their convocation, Bao comes rolling in and starts laughing in their faces. She loves it. Something like, finally broke ha, psych. Yeah, she's like, psych, we made you travel, rally your arms, mobilize your people, drop, and that's, drop a bunch of food. It's expensive, time-consuming, and it's like 200 BC, so God knows how long it took them to get to wherever they're supposed to be to Right, it's them. not like it's not like a like a Twitter hoax. No. It's a where it's, it's like where you it's, all are gonna die if you don't rally right now. And Bao thought that was hilarious. Oh my god, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. <laughs> Quick to Beijing. Uh, or wherever they were, but so, it's but it's but it's five days away. But we have to go. Yeah, we have to. And That's here, fucked and up, here's, dude. Here's a bunch of uh, Bow is fucked up. Arm all the kids that are remaining in the town to protect the the you know. That's bullshit. I feel yeah. sad that my favorite Chinese bun yeah. is named after Bao Si. I mean, she's beautiful though. Right, yeah, so. but that's bullshit. She's like, <laughs> like psych. I don't know the, the, the bunny. Like the originator him. of psych. <laughs> so it turns out that is because I mean, just like the cradle of civilization, right? It's like okay, the you know Yangtze River, like this is where it all started. That's where psych started. No, clearly. Well, it's it's definitely where the boy who cried wolf started. Okay, maybe Helen of Troy as well. Because what happened is Bao made him do this one too many times, and King Yu's buns ended up getting steamed, if you know what I mean. Oh, Hashtag bad joke. Right? <laughs> so so, so they, they finally actually do get um, attacked. And the attacker is old Pappy... Uh, Van Winkle? Not Pappy Van Winkle, but Pappy, uh, the, the dad of the deposed queen, and the granddad, the Pappy, of the deposed crown prince. 
and he says, you know what, screw this, I'm going to rebel and fight King Yu. King Yu throws up the smoke signals, asking his warlords to rally, and they're like, I've had enough of bow, that's it, I'm not going, this is a joke. Yu gets killed by his father-in-law, and they take bow prisoner. And uh, Bao ends up dying, I guess, in captivity. I, I didn't end up actually reading this far. I'm just making up this part. But okay. Bao ends up dying in captivity, super emo and sad, but cherishing always the memories of the looks on those lords' faces when, when they got clowned by her. But, like, how like emo is that to die in captivity? <laughs> Very. That is, like, the emo shit, like, ever. So, so just in... Going with our theme of our first five podcasts of, of doing old drinks, this isn't necessarily an old drink, but it has some old stuff associated with it. it also has some new stuff. There's a uh, there's a uh, Snow Patrol song called Signal Fire. Okay. Yeah, I don't really know Snow Patrol. I don't like the fact Snow that they're Patrol. making the music. They have the one that. song like I respect. <clears throat> we'll do it all. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Dude, Snow that's Patrol what, sucks. That's what all their songs are like. But this particular <laughs> video. That's the um, only song I know. Just listen to Signal Fire, and you'll you'll think the same thing, right? But their video is interesting because it's a it, the whole thing is they're in the orchestra playing this particular song, but it's like the song to it's the soundtrack to a grade school production of the Amazing Spider-Man. Really, it's very bizarre. Very bizarre. One last concert coming up. One last one last history thing before we do the concert. All right. One last history thing. There was a there was a Greek historian um, named. Sorry, Polybius. And Polybius, he was like inspirational to Montesquieu and the Founding Fathers. He wrote about separation of powers, etc., which is something that's still relevant today, right? Um, but the funniest thing when I was reading about this guy, because he invented some visual representation of the alphabet based on smoke signals. Um, this Greek guy, very old. Wait a second, can we talk about smoke signals? Sure, that's what a signal fire is, bro. So, one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time. Is smoke signals. The Native American independent film? <laughs> it's Are so you serious? Good. It is so good. I was going to drop that as a reference. Fucking A, in the pop dude. culture section. It is, it is the best movie. But but you also, like, you know my parents. Like, they own a Native American yeah. restaurant. So in I, Salt Lake I was, City. I was going to make Navajo Hogan. I was going to make fun of the movie, but then I looked. It has, like, seven and a half star, uh, seven and a half out of it ten on IMDb. Brilliant. It is so so 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sherman Alexi is a brilliant author. Mm-hmm. Now, he's, he's Coeur d'Alene. We deal, like, growing up, like, we were part of, like, the whole Navajo culture. Okay. Um, and then, like, you know, there's there's other tribes or, or what have you. I, I probably should have paid a little bit more attention growing up and been, <laughs> been better about, you know, just been a little more, I don't know, sensitive about the whole situation. But holy fucking shit, like... Smoke Signals is such a brilliant, brilliant movie. Like, super well-written, so funny. And it's funny, I relate, because I actually used to go, my parents, like, we would go to powwows growing up because we had this restaurant, we sold fry bread. And, like, that was the thing. Like, we would go to the powwows, we would make fry bread, people would buy the fry bread, and I would have to sit there and, like, sell the fry bread I'd be all bitter because I was, like, a teen. And, like, I didn't want to be fucking, you know, slanging fry bread. I, I would give anything to be doing that full-time right now. Like, yeah. it, would, it would be so great. Yeah? Yeah. No. Would you rather be doing fake signal fires? No, but... Bow. 
Dude, I ain't trying to cry wolf. <laughs> I ain't trying to cry wolf. So, so the other, uh, speaking of that movie, there's two other, there's two albums that were released in 1986 um, with the title Smoke Signals. Okay. One was by the punk band MDC. Um, I never heard of it. But the other one was by Smokey Robinson, which I think is an absolutely hilarious name. Uh, for, <laughs> so great for for your album Smoke Signals. I wish we could, like could buy the rights to this music that we reference in the show because like totally the outro would be replaced with a little cut from Smoke Signals. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, going back to the Bow story, I think that the dad who um, dad who drinks this drink um, probably is a dad who is much better than King Yu. Um, I don't think this dad who drinks this would depose his kid, right? Or get rid of his, his queen for a side piece. However, I do think that he would take the story very seriously, especially if he read about it in the pages of Esquire magazine. Oh, well, yeah. You know, because that's, that's where he goes for Obviously. His, that's where he goes for his long, it's an long form. His yeah. long form is, is Esquire, um, which is fine. It's great. We love Esquire, but uh, it's not really our cup of tea. And this drink, I don't think, was really... I mean, I, I liked it, but I just kept thinking about like how I would order it, and I would feel like a loser yeah, if so I ordered it. There's, there's only one drink that I will ever order wherever, whenever, with impunity, confidently. Yeah? What's that? A man's treat. What's that? The Main Street. <laughs> what the fuck is that? The Main Street is Stoli Vanilla. <laughs> Get out of here. It's Stoli. Stop. It's Stoli. It's Stoli Vanilla and Coke. That's a Main Street. That's a. <laughs> that is a Main Street. <laughs> so this came about. This is. This is actually. This is probably. I'm yeah, not drinking that. No, no, no. So, that. so first of all, it's fucking delicious. Now, do you use vanilla Coke with it? Well, that's the poor man's treat. Okay. So there's 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 the man's treat, which is Stoli vanilla and Coke, mm-hmm. and then there's the poor man's treat, which is <laughs> vanilla Coke and like generic vodka, mm-hmm. right? Popov or what have right. you. Whatever. So some triple filtered plastic bottle. <laughs> yeah. So, so this has gone completely off the rails. Today, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's it's a very special episode. It's a Halloween episode. <laughs> it's a Halloween. Like we're in costume. We're in our our costume is drunk people. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. anyways. Mm. So the man's treat. <laughs> Stop. No no no. no, no I have. I you have can't to... order this confidently if you can't even tell us what it is. I'm I'm going to tell you what okay. it is. It's, right. it's just it's 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 a funny story because <laughs> because so in college like all at 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 a certain point in college just like vodka and Red Bull was like a thing, right? Somehow Stoli Vanilla became a thing because you, you you never knew about Stoli Vanilla in high school, right? No. No, you drank Henry Weinhardt's and fucking Moosehead. 
You drink hard liquor, unless it was tequila, and you drink Cuervo. So in college, it was like, oh my god, Stoli Vanilla, this is so great. So one of my best friends, after probably six to eight months of ordering <laughs> his head just straight suits. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Anyways, so so it, it was six to eight months of we're ordering Stoli Vanilla and Coke. And my buddy Mark's like, well, you know, this is a man's treat. <laughs> he, he, he Stop. Did they start calling it that? No, 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 no. Uh. No, so no, no. But that's the thing is nobody called it a man's treat except for us. And it was like, it's like, cause, cause, cause you wouldn't order it normally because like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a random drink. So we would go to the bars and we'd be like, can I get a man's treat? And the bartender was always like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, oh, you know, Stoli Vanilla and Coke. So do they actually carry Stoli Vanilla at the bars you would go to? Yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing in the early 2000s. Like, it was a straight up. Really? Oh, my God. It I was don't remember like, that at all. Dude, that's because you're just too fancy. We're the same age. Nah, man. Early 2000s, I was just drinking beers. Oh. That's all. I didn't start drinking cocktails until dad drinking turned me on to them. Dude, man's treats were so... like So, I, so I'm not doing a man's treat. Yeah, you're not doing a man's treat. No. It, it might be next... It, you know no, what? Next episode. No, that's not the next episode. Next so, episode. So, but what do you think we should do the next episode? Man's treats. Because we, we promised... So the last two weeks we've teased a special guest that we never had. And then we teased a trip to um, the so, Western so, Hemisphere so, slash No, uh, well, we're going to... So I think once again we're going to over-promise. And under-deliver. And under-deliver. I think next week we should do man's treats. There's no way I'm doing that. All right. Well, okay. How about this? We each do a ridiculous drink from college. Fine. Okay. My my pick is Main Street. Yeah. And I will I will deliver some Skippy to you. That's good. Okay. That's good. Excellent. We actually, you know what? That would be a great time to have a special guest because there is a friend of ours that is interested in exploring. Something oh. called a tangy Scott. <laughs> is this Scott our friend? Yeah. Well, he's my friend. He's your friend, too. Yeah, We're yeah, friends. Does, he have, does, he, does it have anything to do with him, like, using his finger to stir? No. Okay, good. No. I guess tangy Scott sounds kind of gross. It has everything to do with tang. Okay. All right. The, the whatever. Let's do it. That sounds good. I hope, Scott, yeah. you're listening and you're ready <laughs> to come on and do... A man's treat, Skippy, and Tangy Scott evening Dude. with us. This has got to be a daytime one, though, please, because uh, these evening ones are killing me. Dude, as long... Dude you wear your sunglasses at night. Well, I'm, in co- I'm in costume, man. So you... <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Do we have any, any parting thoughts? Do we have a fast casual? Um, I don't... How about a fast casual for you, Jim? Okay. Shoot. Okay, Jim, did you shave today? No, I did not. It's part of my costume, which is a millennial. I'm wearing a um, patterned shirt buttoned up all the way to the top. I'm wearing a hoodie. I'm wearing a scruff of three days growth. I'm wearing mirrored um, turtle shell uh, sunglasses. I love those glasses. They're gold mirrored. 
Yeah, of I course they a, are. Uh, yeah, I have a faded side haircut with a with a, a poofy bouffant on the top, and I took a ton of selfies, and I had my Marshall headphones on the entire time. Okay, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Whoppers. Fuck off, malted milk balls. I love malted milk balls. I love Damn. malt. I love I love malt in all forms. I would actually just eat a spoon of malt right now if you if you've had it in front of me. I don't. I really love. Uh, I used to work in an ice cream shop when I had a at a, at a high school job. Um, okay. And I used to love when um, at the end of the night there was uh, someone who ordered a black and white malt because uh, that's my favorite milkshake. And uh, because invariably I would like make it oversized so that I could get the, the last bit at the end for myself and I would leave huge chunks of malt in the bottom of the uh, of the little aluminum or whatever that is the metal uh, canister that the yeah the little sturdy thing yeah, you can stick do. into the into the blender uh, and I would I would just eat that up and my boss knew what was going on but yeah. he was cool with it because he also liked malt he understood my passion for it that's cool okay yeah. um anything well, else yeah, dude, it's fast casual. Okay. You got you got to speak faster. All right, sorry. Yeah, uh, Jay Ajayi coming to the Eagles. What do you think? I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. That's it. Yeah. That's all you care about? Oh, I mean, we'll see how he does. I don't know. I heard he has potential. Uh, what does that do for problems. your what? What does that do for your fantasy lineup? Uh, you know, it's it's. It's inconsequential in the league in which I own Jay Ajayi. Okay. And and I think that probably the dad drinking listeners would hate us talk, talking about our fantasy league. We're in two together, and um, the, the, they're they're challenging in their own ways. But you guys don't care about them, I don't think. Right. Jim's right. really good at fantasy football, guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I try hard. I try hard. I do my research. All right. Do you still trust the process? Always forever okay cheesesteak or roast pork roast pork without the the broccoli wrap too bitter yeah i don't i don't dig it too bitter too stringy gets in my teeth all the time okay powers it i would switch out hot peppers the little small hots okay instead of the broccoli okay wrap. okay yeah. all right now we're gonna just focus on halloween yes favorite slasher film i know what you did last summer <laughs> Did you read the book? No. That's the first thing that popped in my head. So I read the books. Okay. And it was nothing like the movie. But, well, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I read all you sound of... like a Game of Thrones nerd right now. Yeah. No, um, no. I was, I was way books. into this, like, young adult, like, horror genre, which was really good. Um, there was one author, I can't, I can't remember her name, or his name. And it was... Dean Koontz. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for episode six. Thanks for listening. Follow us on at Dad Drinking, Instagram and Twitter. And please subscribe at Google Google Play and Apple Podcasts. And (laughs) daddrinking.com. Dude, you talk so fast there. That's so awesome. So here comes the outro. (laughs) Thanks again for listening.